This is People Like Us, a show about Alt NBA alumni. Here's Jen Derry from Alt NBA 20. So, Jen, I want to explore who you were before Alt NBA. I guess before Alt NBA, what were you working on or focused on? I run a company called Plucky. And with Plucky, I am a leadership coach and I teach new managers how to manage. Like I teach them how to love humans and how to be good at their job and how to manage up、um, and all those sorts of things. And I had been doing Plucky for,、uh, let's say, like a little over four years when I started, when I did Alt. But what's funny to me is that,、um, you know, I have a master's in French lit. I am a literature person. I studied literature and writing and I lived in Paris and I, I did all those things. And, and when I did my master's, I had the opportunity. In fact, I was enrolled as a、uh, master's in French business student because I thought, now this is the time to get really serious. Like, all right, undergrad, I did lit and writing. Now, if I'm going to go back and do French, I'm going to do French business. And In order to do that, I was, you know, I had to take my requirements the summer before. So I was like, cool, I'll just get the lit requirement out of the way this summer, then move on to like the real serious stuff. And、um, I fell back in love with lit with the first book. And I was like, shit, I can't, I can't go do business now. Like, I kind of think that's lame and I hate it. So I say that to you because there was no part of me that thought I was ever going to start my own business. And yet, life. Turned me into an entrepreneur when I was 31. And um and so I found myself, uh you know, I'm a solo business owner. I'm a coach. I do this out of my house three days a week um because I wanted to be home with my sons two days a week. And by year four, it was starting to feel lonely. And although it was totally Um, successful in the metrics I needed it to be. It was bringing in the income I needed it. It's totally like my art project. It's my ongoing, huh, what should we do this year? And what else is interesting to me? And what could I teach about this year? It's fulfilling all those things. But I felt like the legitimacy of the business was a question in my head and that maybe I needed to get some nuts and bolts about business、um, in order to be like real, right? Capital R, real company. Yeah.、Um, I guess you said that you know, life kind of pointed you in the direction of starting your own business. Can you tell me that story? So I get back stateside after my master's degree and, you know, master's in French. What are you doing with that? I don't know. I was working at a French school doing communications, which I actually liked, but、um, it was a small pond. There wasn't a lot of career growth possible. And the long story very short is I got hired into a tech company to write copy for a product website.、Um, and I didn't, I like could not even turn on a computer. Like I didn't really know what I was doing with that stuff, but I was totally good at the writing stuff. And somebody came to me a couple years in and said, Well, you really like talking to people. Do you want to like run the whole HR effort? And I said,、uh, I don't because I have no degree in HR and we'll, I'm afraid we'll get sued or something. But like, I, if we call it something else, I'd, I'd totally do it. And so I was the director of employee development there at an agency in New York for,、um, let's see, about four and a half years in the end. And as time went on, I noticed a couple things. The first was I, I knew that the problems, and problems is maybe a negative way to say it, but like the issues, the people 
operations stuff going on in that agency was not unique to that agency. That was also true at another company and another company and another company. And every time I met somebody who was leading a company, it was also true for them. And I thought, boy, this is kind of interesting, you know? And then um, I had my first son and I went through postpartum depression. And the thing is, I am like such a happy-go-lucky kind of person. And so postpartum depression was this came out of nowhere. I didn't know what to do with it. And it led me to a lot of self-inquiry. Like, why am I on the planet? What's my thing, right? And I think a lot of parents actually go through those questions when they have their first kid, moms in particular, because you have this crossroads. Like, okay, what's the plan? Do I go back to work five days a week? Do I go back to work half time? Do I stay home full time with this baby, right? And um, these big questions of like, what's the makeup of your life and and how are you useful to society questions um, is pretty natural for any parent. But for me, they were really nuanced and specific. And so uh, I started thinking about... um, I don't know, just having more control over my schedule and also trying to leverage the the gaps in the market that I could see based on all these other companies I was observing going through similar questions as us. And so I thought, well, I'm, I had a 10 month old. I was like, I'm going to try it. Like, I'll just, uh, you know, a couple people I knew had been like, oh my gosh, Jen, if you ever go out on your own, just tell me your hourly, call me, you know? So I got a couple clients and then, and then it was a real thing. And that has been just other than being a parent and other than a couple other like unique life situations, running a business has been like the greatest joy in my life. And so that was, that was five years ago or four years before alt MBA. Um, you made a transition from, I guess, having a team or working in a large organization to working with many organizations, but the company is still just you. Like what was, what was that transition like? I think a lot of people will say this, but it's like the joy of not having someone to answer to and the paralysis of not having someone to answer to. So you have no boss. Congrats. Except, ah, <laughs> no one's giving you a performance review. No one's telling you, oh, this is good job. Here's your gold star, right? Like those things are few and far between. And also it sucks to not have a holiday party. Like I loved doing things like that, right? Or like a summer outing, like a barbecue in the summer, like those things. I'm, I'm a total extrovert. I love those things. And to go out on my own, even though the content of my work is very people-oriented, so I'm like coaching people or I'm teaching workshops or whatnot, the day-to-day operational stuff is just me. It is me at this desk alone. And I coach everybody over Zoom, so it's not even like I'm in a crowded room. And so I think it is, um, that has been like, you know, a real just thing to wrestle with since I started it. Then of course I have, you know, at that point I have a young son. I had a second son when Plucky was maybe two and a half years in. Um, and then I got sick. Um, a year later I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and, uh, I needed to take six months off from Plucky. Uh, it was benign, but I had a brain surgery right away and, you know, relearn a lot of things like reading and writing and things like that. So, all of these crazy life things were going on while the company is is existing. And in so many ways, all that life stuff was totally informing the reason I needed Plucky, what I was getting out of it, and the depth and fullness that I could bring to the work itself was growing you know, exponentially. Once you've been through brain surgery, you care a lot less about a lot of things. And it was I was able to really focus very specifically on 
well, what's really important for Plucky today? Is it important that the invoice look beautiful or is it important that like I reach out to that person I was a little worried about last week? You know, things like that. And one thing that really stood out was what you said about, you know, why you need Plucky. Why do you need Plucky? This is so relevant because um, on Tuesday, I stay home Tuesday, Thursdays with my younger boy. And on Tuesday, I was having such a hard parenting day. And I was like trying to do a little bit of emailing while he napped. And it just wasn't working. And later when I was talking to my husband that night about the day, he said, listen, you know, I feel like you had this really good strategy last year of like, if it's a home day, just let it be a home day. Don't, don't do work. Maybe that's something you could enact again. And I totally agree with him, except for the fact that I realized that why I needed Plucky that day was that I was feeling like I was just failing so hard at parenting. I needed like a bright spot in my day. And I needed to be reading like some emails that I was getting from friends who were like, Hey, happy birthday to Plucky. Hey, great job on this. Hey, excited to see you at that conference. You know, like that, I think it's a social life for me on some level, but I I also really do mean it. I think Plucky is my art project and whatever I am feeling winds of out there, particularly in this like political climate in our nation these days, whatever I'm seeing, like, holy cow, people need to be hearing about this. I have total control over being like, cool, I'm going to do a talk at a conference called this. I'm going to talk about conflict or I'm going to talk about, um, you know, being activated in your career, like whatever it is. And I have the ability to sort of go with that creative instinct I have and build something out of it. So you'd started this business. It had been your art project for four years. How did Alt-MBA enter the picture? I have a friend who has done a lot of my design work for Plucky. And uh, he sent me a text last December and it was a link to the Alt-MBA website. And he was like, hey, you should check this out. I really feel like this would be your thing. And I sort of mentioned earlier that I was starting to have these feelings of like, uh, like, okay, it's survived for four years, but like, is it like a real business? Like, you know, is this just like an accidental success, these things? And I, there's no way I was going to go back and get a real MBA, quote unquote, because money, time, also, I sort of don't believe in that in some ways. Like, I work with a lot of people who feel like they have to go back and get another degree before they raise their hand for an opportunity. And I'm sort of like, guess what? In a lot of like the world in 2018, you don't need those things. Like you can make a lot of headway without going back and getting the Ivy League stamp on your resume, right? Um, So I was sort of resistant to any sort of formal situation like that. But when he sent it to me and I clicked on it and I was like, okay, this is actually kind of interesting. And I had, I really don't know Seth Godin very much. I had heard of him and maybe read a couple of his blog posts. Um, and actually he lives, or at least works, I think pretty close to where I grew up in New York. And, uh, I was like, Oh yeah, that guy, I think he's kind of well known. Interesting. Um, so I just applied. I didn't even tell my husband. I was just like, please, what are the odds? So I applied to this thing and there was only one, uh, cohort timing that could have worked for me in 2018. It was only the April one. Um, because of like life stuff and vacations and stuff. And so all of a sudden I get this email like a few weeks later, like, Oh, you're in. I was like, Oh my God, what? So then I was like, okay, honey, we have to talk. And so like, you know, because <laughs> the thing is that with two young sons, they were two and five, like there's a lot of homework in Alton BA. There's a lot of stuff going on. And 
And I decided, you know, I talked with Chris, my husband about it. And I was like, no, I think this really is what I want to do. And, um, the second I said it sort of publicly on Twitter, my newsletter, I forget, uh, a few people emailed me back. like, Hey, I did it. Let me know if you have questions. I was like, great. First question. How insane is it? Right. Cause I would read all these blog posts. You Google for it. You read these blog posts. People are like, well, I had just given birth and my husband was traveling the world that semester, but I knew I should do the ultimate. And I'm like, are you a <laughs> lunatic? Like who would make that life decision of doing this program at a time when you are so vulnerable in other ways? So I super leveraged everything I learned with brain tumor stuff and I really rallied my community. So I went to my church meal train people and I was like, Hey, I need a meal train for four and a half weeks three nights a week, I need dinner. And they brought it. And that really helped. And I also got a babysitters on the calendar. And I had a lot of friends who were offering, hey, if your husband's feeling wiped on Sunday, because, you know, class is all day Sunday, let like, just bring the kids over, like all this sort of stuff. And uh, we had, I think my mother-in-law was visiting for one of the weeks so that she could sort of help. And instead of being some sort of hero of like, and I only slept an hour a night, like, I just loaded up that month with support and I asked for help and I, I got a lot of sleep cause I need, I need to, I have some long story short, some, uh, some fallout from brain surgery. It's important for me to get good rest right. and to be healthy. Um, and yeah, it alt was, I mean, alt was intense and alt was hard, but I also turned down plucky clients for travel that month. I did not travel and I didn't, I spoke at one conference, but it was very early in the program. And, uh, you know, I didn't screw myself. And I, I think that that is actually like a really helpful thing to, to say here is that when people are debating, do I go into this program? Do I not? It's like, well, what, how could you make this a more downhill battle? how could you be realistic about it and say no to certain things for that period of time? You'll get back to your normal life in six weeks. But like, how could you try to freeze that? Because I just really feel like if you want to give it your best shot, then you've got to set yourself up for success and don't do it the month that you have seven business trips. Don't do it. You know, like just, I mean, you can do it of course, but my feeling is that folks will get a lot less out of it if they haven't um, intentionally reorganize their life a little bit for that month. Yeah. Um, did all let me a change how you ran plucky? Yeah, I think I started taking more risks and, um, I started realizing ironically, cause I thought I was going to get the real business tips from Alt MBA. So like in the, the books that you get, I was like, Oh yeah, these words are so boring to me. And I don't want to read this. Like, <laughs> Oh God, these market things are, you know, whatever. I was like, Oh great. This, this means I'm really in the real MBA part now. Right. But actually that just was only there for a little bit. And then the rest of it was really what you make of it, which actually had a very entrepreneurial spirit to me. And I, I realized like, Oh, well, these guys are running an alt MBA program on this vibe. I could totally run my business on that vibe. It is not junior or freshman or kid's sister business. It's just a very different feel and experience and it and to own the authenticity and own the power of that that was totally something that i took away from alt so what's next for you or or what are you working on now what am i not working on now is really the question um i have um 
I've committed to once a quarter running So Now Your Manager workshops for 2019. And so the fun part right now is finding locations and what cities I'm going to. So I'm going to do, I'm doing Brooklyn next month. I'm doing Berkeley in January and I'm doing Washington DC in April. And then I haven't figured out the last two for 2019, but I'm I've got like all those sorts of things rolling. The community is big enough. We have a Slack channel. So all the manager alumni can talk to each other and share, you know, stories, war stories, and also ask for advice and that kind of stuff. And uh, all of that has grown out of me observing Alt-MBA Slack. Although that was like super huge and there are so many people in there, it's a little overwhelming. But um, I've, I've enjoyed watching that community be built. So building a community around, I call it SNIAM for short, so now you're a manager. Building a community around that is a big deal. Um, I think I'm going to work on a memoir next year about the brain tumor and about everything I learned there and the experience of that. And I've gotten into a writing program that will kick off in February. And um, so that's like my prof dev for next year. This year was Alt MBA. Next year will be write your first manuscript program. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then a million other things. Like I want to do an e-course about a uh, career path where people can um, engage and have a month of that content coming at them and, you know, having a community around that because uh, I'm so lucky to talk to the managers, but I also see there's a ton of individual contributors or ICs as, as I call them who really want some guidance too. Well, it seems like you have a lot on your plate and I'm excited to see how those projects turn out. Thanks. One of the goals of the show is to help alumni connect with one another. And I have a fill in the blank that uh, I'm curious to to hear how you answer it. Reach out if blank. Okay. So the first one I think is super simple and very tangible. Reach out if you're in Berkeley, California. Like if you're in Berkeley, you should totally call me and we should totally have a coffee because one of the things I really missed about the program was not having people in the room, right? So like how exciting it would be to meet up with people in person and, um, you know, put a picture of us in collisions or whatever channel feels good. Uh, another one would be for the audience's need, reach out if you are a new manager. And if you think you're, you're kind of crazy and you're doing it wrong, I will tell you you're not doing it wrong. And I will tell you that like, it's super normal and all the feelings that you're going through are real, but I'm a good listener. And, and if you are a new manager and you're struggling and you're looking for, you know, blog posts or resources or whatnot, I, I can be a helpful person there. Um, and then the third one, which is just coming to me now, you know how in the first assignment you're asked to make a big goal, right? Um, and I, I didn't know what to do with that. And then I, I made a goal and then it was too small. There's like a direction in the assignment. It's like, you will know if this thing is too small. And I was like, damn it. Now it's totally too small. Now I realize it. So my, the long story is very short. Is the goal was I want to do a worldwide speaking tour and I want to, um, go uh, to a lot of cities and I want to teach an evening workshop, like a fun experience, experiential learning um, called the grownups are not coming. <laughs> and that is about how there are moments in your life where you're like, Hey, when is someone coming to handle this? And you realize you're the one that has to handle it. And sometimes it's when you become a parent or when you get diagnosed with something, or sometimes it's when you become a manager or you run a business and you see like million dollars on invoices and things like that. But regardless, I wanted to do a speaking tour 
And I think the title of my essay that I shipped there was who am I Beyonce? Like I was seriously like, this is crazy. But what blew me away is that so many people who, who don't know me were like, cool, let me know when you come to my city. And I was like, what? How could they possibly think this is real and achievable? Like it's Looney Tunes to me. So the third thing is reach out if you would want to come to something like that, right? If you would want to from like a 7 to 9 p.m., if you think that's a decent idea, because um, I really still think about it. And I think about using a Ship It journal to get that off, uh, off the ground in 2019, 2020. So we'll see. Well, sign me up. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Jen.